happy monday happy monday it's finally sweater season and i am here for it welcome to the melanated way i'm linda entry shout out to the live chat sly cat kimberly donna Raydella, joslo and everyone else uh welcome to monday night season seven episode 11 of 90 day fiance happily ever after meet me halfway let me tell you guys something, okay? Let me tell you something. Watching just all of this toxicity is wild to me. It's wild. Like, I'm going to keep watching, but I don't know what's happening. It's full moon, retrograde, whatever you guys want to call it. Something's going on because all of these couples just have a lot of nonsense happening. Um. So let's jump into Libby and Andre. I really do feel like Andre is trying to isolate... Libby more and more deeper and deeper in each episode that we get into. I feel like, Hey, Vanessa, Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> Vanessa says, I want to make soup, hot cocoa and all things winter ASAP. Vanessa last night, I dreamt about rum and eggnog. And so I'm there with you, sis. I'm there with you. So like I was saying, I think that Andre is really trying to isolate her. And it's scary to me because He's now not even hiding it from anybody, including her own father. So they're off to the Grand Canyon to do the big gender reveal, but also because it's been Andre's lifelong childhood dream to go to the Grand Canyon. So again, he makes this special moment about the two of them having a baby about him and what he wants to do, right? So he's always wanted to go. His dad's there, so he wants to bring his dad and do all that but really it's about andre <clears throat> so they invite the dads to come with them and they're going to announce the pregnancy uh to the dads uh stefan and chuck at the grand canyon and don't get me wrong i've been to the grand canyon you guys it's beautiful breathtaking beautiful beautiful views beautiful right so i get it that's a beautiful place however i feel like i know this is terrible to say about someone's gender review or baby announcement but i think it was a terrible it was all terrible the signs were terrible like let me pop this sign up the signs were written like they hadn't gone to school like all scribble scrabble they made this big deal about bringing the signs and yet the signs look like trash i don't know i thought and then andre couldn't open his up properly and then they couldn't read it and then chuck didn't understand he was confused and then Andre's dad, Stefan, didn't say anything. I just thought it was a big, big old fail. So anyways, um, <clears throat> they've decided that they're not going to be sharing the news with anyone else except for Chuck. So Libby's sisters, uh, her brother, her mom, no one. Because Andre feels that they called immigration on him and they're out to get him. I'm like, come on now. They all have their own lives. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for one minute. I think that Andre hasn't accepted the fact that there may be some stuff in his past that he still won't own up to. And so it's easier to blame everyone else as well as it fits into his agenda. Let's continue to isolate Libby so that she she has no relationship with any of her family and that he can continue to control her. Um, so they're not gonna share the news, which I just think is a terrible idea. And I think it's very selfish. And I think Libby should open her eyes um, and then did you guys notice that she brings out the suitcase and he comes in the room and he's like, are you ready to pack my bags? 
Are you ready to pack my bag? Listen, listen, Andre, listen. Go ahead and pack your own bag. You're a grown ass man. You know what you're going to want to wear. So go ahead and handle that. Handle it. Okay. Didn't like that at all. Um, and then I didn't like the fact that, you know, they're using these poster boards to share the news about their new baby. And he wants to say that we're pregnant. And Libby has an issue with that. She's like, it's not that we are pregnant. Holloway legal. Holler, April. I'm going to talk about and announce our little show tomorrow. But thank you for coming into the live chat. Everyone, um, say hello to April. She is an immigration attorney tomorrow, 6 p.m. And I'll say it again later in the show. Uh, we're going to be talking to April about all things K-1 visa, long-distance relationships, costs, money, 90-day fiancé, all this stuff. She's going to be a special guest, and I'm excited to talk to her. So thank you for being the the chat. Um, April says the sister didn't help though, saying she hopes Andre gets deported. Uh, and I agree with you. I agree with you, April. However, the thing is Andre's attitude is terrible. She's probably just trying to look out for her sister. Like I wouldn't want my sister to be in a relationship with this dude who's trying to control every move of hers. And like, I honestly think that there's something there. If he can cuss and, scream at her on screen can you imagine what he's doing behind the screen terrible just absolutely terrible so <clears throat> we're talking about uh writing these signs and andre wants to say we're pregnant and libby's like no i'm pregnant we're expecting so we're gonna go ahead and say we're expecting but did you notice that it's like he didn't hear her so when he starts writing his poster he's like we're putting i'm we're pregnant and she's like no we're putting we're expecting. So again, that was like, to me, it was like a power play that he was trying to do with her, trying to make it seem like what I say goes. And then they start fighting over the sign. They start fighting over how they should write the sign. Uh, he says that she doesn't know how to do it. What do you mean she doesn't know how to do it? What does that mean? Exactly. She doesn't know how to write. She doesn't know how to read. And you know much better than her. Stop it, Andre. Just stop it. So, um, I just can't, he just freaks out too much. I think he cusses around that poor Ellie too much. And I just think he treats Libby terribly. I just think it's all terrible. Right. I Jocelyn, you just read my mind. Jocelyn's like, I cringe about Ellie's childhood with all that swearing. Hey, midwife, Crystal. Hey girl. Hey, hey, Stevie. And I think I saw Connie in the live chat too. So. Shout out to Connie. So listen to this. So <laughs> they're going to go, they get to the Grand Canyon, okay? And Andre's just bossing everybody around. Did you all notice that too? Bossing Chuck around, bossing his dad around. Like, dad, did you look over there? Chuck, make sure you're over here. Chuck, make sure you're pointing over here. Okay, Chuck, pay attention. Chuck, start filming. Chuck, uh, uh, like, ugh, uh, just all, all of it. He's so controlling, it just, it, it freaks me out. So they all put on these cowboy hats. I don't understand, like, I don't, you're at the Grand Canyon, cowboy hats, like, how do two and two make four? I don't know, but apparently it was a great idea that we're all going to wear cowboy hats so we can look like tourists while we're at the Grand Canyon, and we're going to walk down and try to have a great day and try to ignore Andre 
literally bossing everyone around. Um, and so they do the sign reveal and it was epic fail in my opinion. Epic fail, epic fail. Everyone was confused. This one sign, Chuck was trying to read. He's like, I don't get it. What does that even say? Stepmom, we are not a stepmom. Like he's confused. Like, what is it? Because it was in Romanian. So he didn't know. And then he goes over to look at Libby's and her says, we're expecting Umbebe. And I was like, whose idea was that to be kind of in French? Who who amongst you kind of speaks French? And then poor little Ellie's poster read a baby. So it was a hot mess. Um, Andre's sign was all crooked. Libby's sign, you couldn't, it was just a mess. I thought it was an epic fail. Epic fail. Like do that one over. If you're doing it for the gram, go ahead and just reshoot that whole situation because the first shot terrible <sighs> oh for sure Lori says and i worry that it will mean that ellie believes that's the way a man should treat a woman big facts big facts Lori. so chuck's confused he finally figures it out um because andre's yelling at him saying chuck Pay attention, read, read what, what it says. What does it say? What is, it was just like a yuck moment. I thought it was yuck. And This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And finally, Chuck figures it out and he's happy. He's overwhelmed with joy, he says. Um, and then Libby's like, yeah, now we're going to post it to social media. And that's how the rest of the family is going to find out. And Chuck thinks that's a terrible idea. He's like, you know, if you want to continue to try to have and mend this relationship, with your sisters, then do you think that maybe you should tell them in person? Absolutely. So you don't tell them and you post it to your thousands, of hundreds of thousands of followers so that your sisters can find it, your whole family can find it that way. I think that's pretty shitty and selfish in my opinion. Um, and why is she doing it? Because Andre's like, well, I don't feel like I need to tell any of the family the news because they are out to get me. So why should I share the news with these people? Oh, Andre, shut up. Just stop it. Just stop it. Own up to your own responsibilities. Own up to the fact that you have a shady-ass past, and that's why you might be having some immigration issues. Why don't you just own up to that? None of these people went in and called immigration. You're, I don't even know why your lawyer said that, and when we talk to April tomorrow, we can discuss if that's even a thing. Because let me, I might even get started. I'm just going to say... I don't even know if that's a thing. And so April, that will be one of our questions we discuss if you're still in the live chat. So um, then Chuck is like, well, you know, I understand that there's issues with your, with your sister. Uh, April says, I do not agree with that lawyer. And we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. I think that that lawyer, I don't agree with her either. And I'm not a lawyer, April. Um, so 
I just feel like he's isolating her. And let me know what you guys think in the live chat as well. Do you feel like Andre's isolating uh, Libby and he's isolating her for his own agenda and not taking responsibility for the fact that it could just be him and his past that's catching up to him? <sighs> On to Kimberly and Usman. Listen, y'all, I just... Why is Usman the prize? Can someone please tell me why Usman is the prize? So Usman's off to meet, you know, the girl that the mom has set him up with that could be his future wife um, that he marries to. And Kimberly's super jealous about it. Um but she's making it clear that she doesn't want to be the second wife. And in this episode, she really showed a lot of her insecurities. And she, in my opinion, thinks that being the first wife means that she's the loved the most and wanted the most. And that's not necessarily how it works. You can be the first wife or the fifth wife. If he likes his fifth wife more and has babies with the fifth wife, Whoever, the third wife, if there's a connection somewhere else, the connection's going to be there. So her just being first. And we've had this argument before because technically she's not his first wife because baby girl Lisa was his first wife, right? So maybe she should think of it in the whole scheme of things. But that's what she wants. She wants to be the one that's married first, right? So she thought the meeting with his mom and Farouk went really well. And I just personally don't see how she thought it went well. The mom literally shaded her in front of her face. She said, you don't get my blessing. I've got this woman on the side. She's waiting for you at, at your cousin's house. So come on over and meet this woman. So what part of that was, oh, it went well. You didn't get the blessing. She said no. And she said, oh, and by the way, I have someone else for her, my son. So, like, where did you translate that to mean that that meeting went well? But whatever. Did I tell you that Usman thinks he's the prize? So he thinks he's the prize. And um, I'm just like, okay. Okay. So Kim's not happy. And she's scared that Usman is going to like the other woman better than him or better than her. Um, and doesn't want him to have feelings for someone else. So she, again, thinks that being a second wife means that you're just, what, a baby maker? So Usman should have no feelings for her whatsoever, and it should just all be about her. Why do you really say um, that you're open to being in a polygamous type of relationship when really you're not? Like, just say you're not but you don't want to lose him because you were his biggest fan. And now you're his gone from, <clears throat> excuse me, fan to potential to girlfriend now to fiance, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? <laughs> Lori said, Isman is a consolation prize at best. <laughs> All right. So, She's not happy that he's going. She's scared Usman's going to like the other woman better than her. Uh, she doesn't want him to have feelings for someone else <clears throat> like she, like he has for her. And I wanted to break that down because I don't know about you all, but I don't see it. 
I don't see it. I don't see the chemistry. I don't see this love that they continue to confess to each other. Like, I just don't see it. I see two friends. I see two people on TV. But that love, I just don't, I don't see it at all. <clears throat> um, so I'm just trying to figure out like, oh, you don't want some him to love someone else the way he loves you. But what does that even mean? Stevie says, Kimberly just needs to quit. Charge it to the game. Facts. So she's also scared that he's going to meet someone younger, prettier, and have a better connection, which I can already tell you is going to happen. It's going to happen because when you have a child with someone, you're instantly bonded. And because it's going to be his first kid and you guys trust me, if, if as an African, he has a boy first, forget about it. Forget about this connection, Kimberly, because trust and believe the woman that gave you your first son, who is going to carry on your name um, in African culture, trust and believe that woman's the woman. Trust and believe it. <sighs> ridiculous so sad so sad so um i think that he's manipulating kim he's like you know what let's respect my mom and let's do what she says and let's do what she wants and let's get this baby and this wife um and then you know you and i can be together um Usman says you know i love you i love you she's feeling insecure and so she asked him to leave so that she can have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Jamal, who seems to be the only one that has any sense in this whole situation. Um, so she's decided that F the blessing, she's going to go ahead and jump out in front of this. And she wants to, in my opinion, trap, okay? Trap and hold on to Usman before he goes and meets this other woman. So it's the only reason she's proposing now because she wants him to go with the ring on. She wants him to go knowing that I got there first. Okay, you can be engaged to him, Kimberly, but he can still go and marry this other woman first. So just because you engage, you propose first, doesn't mean you're still gonna be the first wife. Like all of the logic, there's no logic to it. So she's going to propose to Isman. She bought two different rings because she didn't know his ring side, which also tells me that you don't really know your future fiance very well. Like you don't even know his ring size. That's not something that you guys discuss. So you just bought two rings randomly, hoping that one fits. Okay. Uh, so she wants to put out all the stops and she wants to be the one before he meets the other woman tomorrow. So she wants to seal the deal um, because she wants to be loved the most. If that is not the most insecure thing you've heard, I don't know what is. Oh, wait, wait till I get to Angela. But still ins insecure. And did you guys realize that Kimberly was a smoker? Why did I not know that? Did all any of y'all know that? Because I absolutely did not know that. I didn't know it. So <clears throat> she wants to be loved the most and she wants Usman to be wearing the ring 
when he goes on his date tomorrow on the next day. So she puts rose petals out, candles, streamers, champagne. She has pictures of them in like little frames. Um, and he comes in acting like he doesn't know where she is in the room, which was just lame to me. Like, your room's not that big. Kimberly? Kimberly? Kimberly, where are you? Okay, I'm putting a little extra on it, but you get my point. <laughs> Kimberly, oh, Kimberly, where are you? Oh, damn, what are all these streamers about? Oh, wow, look at all these rose petals. Oh, wow, look at all these champagne. Let me sit down on this couch. I wonder what could be happening right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Kimberly goes and does this, okay? She's like, you know, I love you, right? And he's like, babe, 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 babe. He said it like 100 times. She gets down on one knee as if she's, and I know that that's tradition and whatever, and we can talk about it, but I just think that in, to me, this was not romantic. It looked more like she was begging him. So she gets down on one knee and says, will you marry me? And his answer his answer, you guys, was it Yes, babe, because you are the love of my life. Yes, because I love you. No, 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 no. His answer was, if marrying you is what will make you happy in this life, I will marry you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's some great gift to her. Oh, will marrying me make you so happy? Will it be the joy of your life? Will it be the standout star moment of your lifestyle? Well, then, yes, I will grant you that wish. <laughs> oh, my God, super lame. Epic fail. <sighs> She puts the ring on. The first one doesn't fit because this whole thing is not supposed to happen. Hi, Blanca. <laughs> Epic fail. First ring doesn't fit. Second ring, uh, it fits. Woohoo! And did you guys notice he had one ring? on one finger and the one that didn't fit on the other finger, because you know what? In his mind, he's he's cashing in, cha-ching. Okay, so one fits, I'll wear one, the other one, I'll go and pawn it. I'll you know go ahead and buy some more fake Louis Vuitton bags with the extra cash I made, cha-ching. <laughs> he does go on to say that he feels loved. He will always remember this day. Um, and like some other BS, but I don't see it. You guys don't see the chemistry. Don't see how this is going to work out. I think he doesn't care, period. No, Chantel, both rings. Both rings she bought for him. 
Blanca said, yes. The little pinky ring was hilarious. So <clears throat> they still need the blessing from his mom. And uh, off he goes to meet this other woman. And literally says, you guys, he literally says that. If it doesn't work with Kim, then she'll have to be the second wife. So if he doesn't get the blessing and he is told no, then, oh, well, she's going to have to be the second wife. And guess what? She's going to agree to it. Even though she's ranting and raving about being first wife, that's all her insecurities. She, like I said, thinks being first wife means she's the one that's loved the most. She's the one that's wanted the most. She's the one that gets all the attention. Again, just translates into insecurity. And that's not what's happening here. Usman's like, don't forget what he said a couple episodes ago. He said, if they break up, so what? He's got a ton of beautiful, young, rich women in his DMs. So he he doesn't care. He really doesn't care. And also, for y'all that have been watching me for a long time, don't, well, actually, it was only, I only showed it in News and Gossip. For my Patreon subscribers, I showed you the video where he literally said that he wanted to be on the show. And he wanted to be on the show with Zara. And Zara backed out. She had the contract in her hand. She backed out. But he still wanted to be on the show. And so the woman that used to come up in his IG lives, Kimberly, he decided because he wanted to be on the show so badly that, oh, he'll go on with her. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So... He's off to meet the his new love of his life. And I don't know if you guys saw the clip where he's like, I was ready to leave, but you are so beautiful. Go ahead and put your number in my phone. Usman, Kimberly. Kimberly, just go back. Cut your losses. Cut your losses. Cut your losses. Okay. Usa. Usa. So while he's off to meet his brand new wife, she is calling Jamal because she's feeling like lonely and she wants to tell him everything that's happened so far. So she FaceTimes with them, tells him that it's been a rough time and she tells him everything, right? She tells him about the blessing and not getting the blessing, the second wife and, and Usman off on this date right now to meet the second wife. And um, Jamal's just like, well, what's the point of being the first wife? Like, what's the point of all of this? And if he accepted your proposal and said yes, but you keep telling me that he won't disobey his mom and he won't go against his mom, well, he just did. He's not only going against her, but he's deceiving her by not telling her that you proposed and now he's engaged. So if he will do it to his own mom that he quote unquote said is his second god if you remember you guys then why would he not just do the same to kimberly which he already said that he's gonna do right because he said earlier in the episode if mom continues to say no then guess what kimberly will have to just be the second wife like he doesn't give a rat's ass oh what's happening with sly cat oh sly cat speedy recovery all the prayers and positive vibes for a speedy recovery to you. <sighs> All right. If you're new to my show, 
Uh, I'm going to tell you that the next person that I'm talking about, I think is like just a trash individual. I think she's getting worse and worse in her old age. I don't know what it is, but she's terrible. And so I'm going to speak from that perspective. So it may seem a little one-sided, but I just think Angela is terrible. I think she's terrible. I think she's an abuser, a verbal abuser. I think she treats Michael terribly. And this fake crying that she does, I can't stand it. When people are like, okay, ready? Here's my Oscar performance. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. End scene. And I can't believe in Michael! You can't believe Was there a tear? Oh, no? It's because you're just screaming and you're closing your eyes and pretending that you're crying and you're hurt when really you're just cussing him out and trying to play the victim here. When you're victimizing not only Michael, you're victimizing your friend Renee and you're victimizing all of us that have to watch you. You're bringing that toxic energy into our TVs every day. Like, how could you be mad every single friggin' day? How can you be yelling every single friggin' day? Like, you're obviously clearly not happy with yourself, even though you, because, you know, you tried to fix all the outside, but I continue to try to tell you, you have to fix your inside first. You have to fix your inside. You have to feel beautiful and strong and positive within yourself before anyone else can make you happy but you're terrible like you're you're just like it's toxic what comes out of your mouth you like you don't talk to anybody and this is really who you are it's really who you are and i say it over and over again you know this past summer when she, she was filmed on a plane talking crazy to the flight attendants and like yelling and pointing and all the stuff we see her do on a regular basis like you, we've been through enough and I keep saying this, but we've been through a pandemic. We've decided like the things that are important to us and the things that are not important to us. And it's becoming very apparent that the 90 day fandom, we're tired of this verbal abuse. We're tired of, of Angela's just nasty, nasty behavior. Some people still think it's funny, but I think that that's based in something else that I'm not even going to touch right now. But I'll tell you this. It's awful. Um, Lori said, I was watching psychology in Seattle's analysis of Angela. He said he would use this to teach psychology students about textbook abuser behavior because that's what it is. It's terrible. terrible so michael's sitting with renee and he's pleading to renee to make angela understand no one's gonna be able to do that and new friend renee doesn't know angela well enough and obviously is seeing that angela's part of the problem right so day one y'all went over on jump and you know, messed up his situation, was disrespectful at his family home, screaming and cussing. And then now you realize, oh, wait, that's just who Angela is. She screams and cusses at everyone. It's like she's an old ass toddler who, when she doesn't get her way and she can't control the situation, she's just going to scream and yell and scream and yell and scream and yell until she gets her way. And I just think it's disgusting, you guys. It's really, really bad. I just think it's bad. So Renee's like, you know what? I see wrong on both sides. I think you both are very toxic towards each other. And, you know, you're, 
she says to, to Michael, maybe you shouldn't be battling about Instagram. Like maybe you should pick your battles and just take the Instagram down so you can save your marriage. And he's like, no, why should I? And again, why should he? She's all over Instagram. And again, he's a grown ass man. So he should be able to do whatever he wants on social media. Why should she have it and he doesn't so that she can control him? So <clears throat> Renee thinks that they can work it out. Angela comes in, guns a-blazing. She's yelling. She's screaming. She's cussing. She blames Michael for everything. She calls him a liar and a scammer. And then the part that just pissed me off so much is when she always stands up and, like, gets in his face. So she stood up, gone in his face, pointed a finger directly in his face like this with, like, her face all scrunched up and nasty, screaming, calling him a dumbass. Um, and just all the cuss words you can think of and all the like nasty hostility you can think of. Um, <clears throat> it's gross. It was just all just gross. And she thinks that he used her to have sex by lying and saying he was going to take his Instagram down. So there's more screaming and more screaming and more screaming. She says he has no morals. Um, she tells him to shut up or that she's going to kick him in the pool. So there were threats of violence. Uh, we've already seen her this season, put her hands on him. And then she says that she has proof of his infidelities. So she's like, Tell us about this person, this person on Instagram. So what she said she did was she made one of her friends back home go through his Instagram because he blocked her and find out any dirt. And you guys, this is the biggest dirt that she came up with. Person says, happy birthday. And he says, thanks, my person. She freaks out and says, you know, cussing with her nasty ass face saying, you know, you're flirting on online with this person you're saying that this that person's your person i should be your only person you shouldn't have any friends she literally said that you shouldn't have any good friends i should be your only friend i should be your only person so again a controller so we have all these controllers this season that is just blowing my mind so there's more yelling um she tells renee that he had an an agenda and that this is a romance scam. Listen, y'all, even if this was a romance scam, go ahead and give uh, Michael his green card. Go ahead and give his passage to America because the way that this man has been abused by this woman is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, I agree with Crystal too. At this point, it's on Michael. And my, Michael is getting less and less of my empathy because you're allowing someone to treat you this way. You're allowing this woman to treat you this way. And it's it's awful. And at some point, I was hoping that you would stand up for your, yourself and you haven't. So there's more yelling. And <clears throat> she goes on to try to say that she's always forgiven Michael. And then you guys, let me tell you, this sealed it for me when I say that I just think she's a trashy individual. When she said, I've always forgiven Michael 
And then I've always taken, taken him back. You did what? I've taken him back. You mean you took him back? Is that what you're trying to say? Because the rest of this makes sense. Because trash speaks trash. Then tries to bring in a Darcy quote that I just, it just made me laugh when she said that she's not going to allow him to take any more of her joy. <laughs> you Wait, Michael can't do what? Take away your joy? Got it. <laughs> she goes on to <clears throat> say that all the issues, it's all about Michael. Michael's the problem. And she calls him a bitch. And she gets up and storms off like she normally does. And, um, you know, he mentions how he doesn't have any say in the marriage and he's going to give it to God. And I just don't, I just think that you should walk away, Michael. It's, you should walk away. You should walk away immediately. And if you don't walk away, then that is on you for sure. You decided that you're going to stay in this abusive, toxic relationship. Then that's on you. Moving on to Shida and Bilal. Now, let me tell you, I personally think that Bilal does not want Shida to live her best life. I don't think he wants her to grow. I don't think she, he wants her to do any of the things that she's been wanting to do. <clears throat> um, so, The scene opens with her doing her online yoga classes. And I just really do think she's super talented, you guys. And she's also uh, so flexible. So she's doing these classes uh, with her students back home because she moved to America. She had to close her studio back home, but she still has students. And because she can't work until she gets her work permit, she does these free classes online. So she invites Bilal to join her in the yoga class. Um, and so he joins her after his sales meeting and she's while she's waiting on this permit, uh, they're doing yoga, right? And now I just don't think that Bilal's funny. Like, I don't think he's funny. So, and he thinks he's this big goofy prankster, but he just, it just doesn't fall right. Does that make sense? It doesn't fall right. So meanwhile, she's trying to be all professional, do her yoga classes. And then Bilal gets on his phone and all of a sudden, there's this weird fake farting noise, and he blames it on one of her students um, online. And I was like, I didn't laugh. No one laughed. It was weird. It made it awkward. Made the whole scene weird. It was random. But he was like, oh, ho, ho, I'm a jokester. <laughs> okay, yeah. No one, no one laughed. And that was just like, I don't know. It was just weird. I thought it was weird. Um, and then 10 days later, uh, she gets her employment card. And again, this is something I want to talk about with April uh, tomorrow when we have her on the show, the immigration attorney, um, because it wasn't, it's not an employment card. It's, she got her social security card and with her social security card, she can now work. Right. And then she's going to get her permanent resident card, which another word for that is your green card. So with the green card and your social security, boom, you're all set. 
Um, so it, I don't know why they call it a work. I guess you, I guess, I mean, maybe you can call it a work permit. Maybe other areas call it a work permit, but really it's just your social security card. So that's what they were showing. And, and like, um, blaring, what's the word I'm looking for? Like covering up because, you know, that's obviously her personal information. And so it comes and she's excited and she now really wants to look for a yoga place, a yoga studio. And guess what? Because Bilal's Bilal, he's hesitating. So she can't talk about babies and she can't now talk about what's already in her prenup where she's like, you're paying and setting up a studio for me. Now he's like, oh, well, uh, you've got to do a few things prior to getting a building. You know, you got to do some marketing and you got to get your credit up. I mean, we all know building your credit takes time. So what? She can't, she can't have her business until she builds her credit up. Okay. And then he says, you know, we have to get you a bank account. Well, why doesn't she have a bank account now? Why doesn't she have a bank account now? I... Okay. Maybe he means a business account. So he has all of these excuses and says there's a lot of steps you have to make before, you know, it's going to make sense financially for you to have a business. And then he's thinking about it. So he's decided I'm just going to keep her busy. Okay. I'm going to keep her busy. And in the car, He's so busy with his business that he doesn't have time to take her around. So two of his uh, co-workers are going to take her around while he, you know, brings in the big bucks. And in the car, he's literally mansplaining how to open a business to her. And I was like, but she's had a business. She might not have had a business in America, but she knows the steps to open a business. Because guess what? She had a yoga studio back in Trinidad. So those same skills that she had in Trinidad still transfer over and are the same skills that are in that same individual. So it's not like she's never had a business. She doesn't know what she's doing. So why are we here mansplaining how to open a business to, to your wife who already clearly had a successful business? I Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. So you agreed to pay for her business. You agreed to give her money to open a business. So go ahead and do that. Go ahead and hold up your end of the bargain. Now, obviously, if you're giving her money, you want her to succeed. I get that. But what you shouldn't be doing is trying to like hold all the cards and pull all the strings because really in his mind, he's thinking, okay, if I just give her something to look at, like she can go ahead and and uh, act like she's looking for a studio space for her yoga uh, studio, but I'm not really going to do it. But guess what? It will take her mind off of having a baby. So we won't have to talk about that either. So no baby, no business. No baby, no business. No baby, no business. Um, Holloway Legal says... Bilal is so worried that he will lose her attention. He doesn't want her to work or have a baby. Dr. Hunter talked about his preoccupied attachment style. Glad I'm not the only one who watches that. There you go. I mean, well said, and, and I believe it. He wants her to just be, like she said, at home, cleaning the house, and not even the old saying, barefoot and pregnant. Just barefoot, 
just barefoot and cleaning and catering to his every need and him telling her how she should live, how she should walk, how she should talk and all of that. It's very, it's very unnecessary. So then um, he has a busy day, so he's off to work. Stacy and Mimi show her a spot and she likes it. But he makes sure that no lease, he says, is being signed today because he is the boss. They look at a play. She likes it, but she thinks it might be too big. And they give her like a lot of ideas about her vision. Like, hey, you know, you can put um, mirrors on this wall and you can open up the garage like doors for direct air in the back area. You can either like. Uh, sublease it out and cross promote each other's businesses or it could be like a childcare area so that women can come and bring their children in while they're doing yoga with you like a lot of great little ideas right and of course you don't have to get the first place but you start thinking about you know what will work for you and Shada thinks that she can do it all and you know there are big transitions right because it's a new country she wants a baby plus a new business it's a lot but if she's ready for it, who's anyone to say that she can't handle it? Right? If she feels like she can do it, you know, don't crush a woman's dreams. Let her go and do it. Let her go and do it. Now, listen, she better get that business up and running because I don't think that if she doesn't push for it, I don't think the Bilal's going to make that happen at all. At all. All right, moving on to Jovi and Yara. Y'all, I think Olga is trying to sabotage her daughter's relationship. She was savage this episode and last episode. So they're going to go look at an apartment. On the way there, Jovi's like, you know, how many bedrooms does this apartment have? How big is it? How much is it? And his mom excuse me, her mom doesn't know and Yara doesn't know. They're just randomly going to go look at some place. And Olga wants them to buy a place with enough rooms for her to live with them. So she has a whole agenda and plan. So she wants three bedrooms, you know, one for Yara, one for Mila, and one for Mama. Now, here's the thing that I always say about the show. The way people translate. That's why I'm like, y'all, I need to know whatever is happening because these people translate whatever they want and they don't tell you whatever they want. So Yara's mom literally says that she wants a three bedroom apartment so that she can come live with them. That's what she said. What did Yara tell Jovi? She said they want a three bedroom apartment so that Yara's mom could come stay sometimes. That is not what that woman said. She said, I'm coming to live with y'all. And I honestly think that she wants it to be just her, Yara, and Myla. I honestly believe it because the way this woman was putting doubts in her own daughter's mind about her own daughter's marriage was scary to me. I was like, oh, this is some manipulation. When has Yara ever said that she's not happy in her marriage. And all of a sudden your mom is saying, Oh, you can't trust your husband. You don't know how long this is going to last. You don't know if he's going to take all your money. You don't know if he's going to leave you destitute. You don't know. So come, 
let's buy some property so that I can come live with you. What? Who? Wait, what? <sighs> Joey's not having it. Joey's like, you know what? He's pissed. He's in the car saying, you know, we're married. We should be making the decisions as a family, not you and your mom making decisions for our family. And I 100% agree with him. Um, I think that the mom is like edging out Jovi. I just really, does anyone else see that? Because it's crazy to me. So Yara thinks that if she drops 150K, that she's going to find this beautiful big apartment and... She also says that she wants to get a place because then her the rest of her family that is escaping the Ukraine has somewhere to stay. And when Jovi's away, she'll have her mom to help her raise Mila, right? So she's got a whole game plan going down here. So they get there. It's a first floor apartment and Jovi is just being sour from the jump, okay? Jo Jovi says that place looks like a dungeon. He's like, oh, look at the kitchen. Look how big and beautiful it is. Look how many great meals you could be making here. He looks at a door that has a hole in it. He's like, look at that door with the hole in it. Um, and then there's just like a room. And it's kind of like, I guess, your bedroom and your living room, all the rooms all at once. And Jovi's like, what is this? Is one room? Is this it? He lies on the couch, you guys looking around he's like oh well look at this look at this like so the shade was on point with that one and so here comes olga really pushing yara to buy and she's like you know you'll be closer to me you'll own your own property because people are unpredictable she says you never know uh how your relationship with jovi will be the sabotage was real y'all it was real it was real. She's like, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, you don't want to be left high and dry. Now, it turns out that she already has, we find out that she has her own skeletons, right? So her husband left her and took all of the money. And so she has that scar and trauma in her mind. And now she's passing it over to her daughter's perfectly fine marriage. I, it's very selfish and it's very manipulative. So now Yara has doubts. Because if it could happen to her mom, it could happen to her. And Jovi, meanwhile, Jovi's like, what are you even talking about? Where is this all even coming from? So <clears throat> mom goes on to say every woman needs their independence. And Jovi, meanwhile, is just like poo-pooing over everything. Uh, says that today was a total waste of time. And they go back to the hotel. Jovi goes to the bar. And Yara goes to the room. And he's pissed that she was planning this whole apartment shopping with her mom uh, behind his back. So he calls Mrs. Gwen to complain. And Mrs. Gwen is like, that's a terrible idea. Like, does Yara even want to come back? Is she going to come back with you? Are your plans the same? Are your flight plans the same? Like, maybe this is what she wanted to do all along. Like, what happens to you? What happens to Myla? What happens to the situation? And she's like, it's not very good. And I agree. Like, why are you making these unilateral decisions about your marriage outside of your marriage? Have the conversation with Jovi. Say, listen, this is what I was thinking we should do. Maybe we can own property together abroad and rent it out or whatever it is that you want to do. But you make that decision with your, your spouse. You make that 
decision with your spouse. So Jovi comes back in the room and tells Yara he's pissed. You know, why didn't you tell me? Why aren't we having this conversation? Why are we not communicating? Um, he's like, you're letting your mom influence you, which she absolutely is. Now, all of a sudden, Yara's like, well, I need my own space. If you leave me, you'll take everything. And he's like, no, that's not how it works. If we ever got divorced, it's 50-50. Um, and then she's like, well, it happened to my mom. My dad took everything. And she goes on to say, that she wants to protect herself. And he's like, well, have I ever given you a reason to not trust me? And she's like, well, yes, you have. When you used to always go to the strip club, how do I know you're not going to leave me for a stripper and, and end up in the Bahamas? And then she's like, oh, so you manipulate me. You're like, I buy this and I buy that. How do I know that you're not going to be like, oh, everything is mine? So she says, I want to protect myself and I want to protect my baby. And I want to have a backup plan if our marriage doesn't work out. Wait, what? That's how, like, that's the conversation you're having, throwing at your husband, just randomly last minute out of the blue. And he doesn't, like, I just think, I just think it was wrong. I think if you, you, you're married, the two of you are supposed to be the pillars of your relationship. And part of a healthy, happy relationship is communicating your wants, your needs, all the things so that you guys can be on the same page and make decisions together as a couple, because that's why you came together. I think that I'm seeing all the manipulation by Olga, her mom, because her mom has a specific agenda. And plus her mom has been hurt in the past. And so she's trying to, I really think that she's trying to come up on Yara's back. That's what I think. I think she's like, oh, I'm living here now. Maybe I'm renting a place. But now that my daughter is, you know, got the U.S. money, she come back and bring that U.S. money to Prague and we can buy a place. And all of a sudden that place is your place while Yara is like maybe six months in the U.S. or whatever. I don't know. But Olga has a plan and the plan doesn't sound like it involves Jovi at all. Last and definitely least is Ed and Liz, and I just have to tell you that this whole thing, I just was like, all of it just, it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. They should have a uh, hazard warning, warning, graphic material. I don't know. They should have done something. They should have given me a heads up. And because they didn't give me a heads up, I didn't give y'all a heads up. Okay. So when I posted that, clip to the Instagram. I posted it to Instagram because I was shocked and appalled. And you all need to be shocked and appalled too. That this whole, listen, y'all, unnecessary. I could have gone my whole life without seeing Ed naked. I could have gone my whole life without seeing Liz do whatever she was. I could have gone my whole life with all, without seeing any of this, any of it. So Ed, bought a massage table and I'm assuming the backstory is that because they're in therapy for the relationship, they're fixing the relationship and in order to fix the relationship, they want to build back the intimacy. So the first thing that came to their minds is, oh, let's buy a massage table. <sighs> then they get the oils out. She comes out in like this little, I don't even know what, and she takes it off and gets on the table. He brings out the essential oils, starts massaging her. And it was just like, uh, 
she's all happy now. She's like, you know, when things are good with Ed, they're good. Um, and when they're re they're really good, they're really good. Then it's her turn. And when he, like, he just comes out naked, you guys. He comes out naked and they do this little, like, blur thing. It was like little, little blur. And then the rest was just Ed. Ed everywhere. Ed, like, and then he jumps up on the massage table, not stomach down, but back down. Ew, just ew, just ew. And then she starts rubbing him with weird creams and all this stuff. It just was not sexy. It was just, it was awkward and messy and yucky and icky and icky and icky. And then because I guess he has some insecurities about his back hair. He likes his, his chest hair, but he doesn't like his back hair. And he especially doesn't like his back hair because he has tattoos. And so she decides that she's going to wax him. And he's just being an extra baby with it. He literally starts screaming, you guys. And this is how I know like this whole stupid thing was this is a stupid act. She puts the hot wax on him. He starts screaming. Ah! You haven't even started the waxing yet, idiot. She pulls the first thing. He screams, pulls again, screams, 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 screams. And this was the end result. And there was still back hair everywhere. It was totally disgusting. I just was like, ugh. Yeah. Why, TLC? Why? Why? Why must you traumatize me first with Angela, now with Big Ed? Oh, wait, I just threw up a little bit. They go in the shower. And uh, now they're out. He's brushing her hair. And I guess that's supposed to be romantic. I just thought it was a waste of time. You're wasting my time. What is this all about? What am I supposed to be seeing in this scene? What is it? What am I seeing? Because I'm just seeing stuff that is literally having me and the rest of the world have a trauma bond that we're all going to be bonded over for the rest of our lives. And don't get me wrong, you know, if y'all think it's sexy and they love each other and uh, they think they're each other's soulmates and they're, they're you know, lovey-dovey and turned on by each other, have at it. I just don't need to see it. I personally just didn't need to see it. That's all I'm saying. It was a lot for me to, like, just a lot. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, I'll stop it. <laughs> Um, so now guess what? We're going to be going on some type of crazy road trip with them or we're flying somewhere, but they're going to go to Arkansas. Apparently he was from Arkansas. This is news to me. I, I thought he was Mr. San Diego his whole life. Isn't that what he said in, in the, his first season that we met him? But apparently all of a sudden he's from Arkansas and he wants to take Liz with them 
to learn uh, about each other, to learn about his family, to meet his sister, um, and also to have a second engagement party because the first one was a dumpster fire. And she doesn't really want to go because she feels like it's going to be them against her and she doesn't feel comfortable. And so she doesn't know if she'd want to go. And guess what? Obviously, she's going to go. We're going to watch it. We're going to see them fly to Arizona. And it's going to be a problem. They're not going to accept her. Yada, 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 yada. Same story, same story, same story, same story. Listen, y'all, they need to bring Ed's mom back because, honestly, she was the only one that made the two of them tolerable. And I just, I, I don't know what else I can do because I just, I cannot, I cannot. I, I just cannot. Nope. Ugh. Ugh. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, that was the show. Oh, I forgot. I wanted to show you this, you guys. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, home ownership is, is expensive in the United States, but I didn't, did I ever, did we ever see the outside of Ed's house? Did we know that it was this little or did he move? Cause I was like, I don't know. I thought they had like a whole jacuzzi situation in the backyard and outside patio and all this stuff and now this this year it just seems like a little bit more like cramped like they're walking like this throughout the house and the house was like nasty messy ever since the mom moved but was this always the house i know the oscar goes to linda i know i'm so extra so extra but yeah i was just i was wondering perhaps maybe he moved or like downsized or something I just, oh, Jocelyn says, no, that's what I remember. Oh, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say it because it's not very nice, but I'll keep it to myself, I suppose. I suppose I'll be nicer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Tomorrow we have a special, special, special surprise for our Patreon subscribers. You guys are so funny. It's like you guys know me in the live chat. I don't even need to say it. You guys are all on the same page with me. Anyways, Patreon subscribers, 6 p.m. 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 6 p.m. 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 Ping, ping. Let's try that again. Patreon subscribers, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are delighted to welcome immigration attorney April Holloway, who owns her own uh, immigration firm, Holloway Legal, PLLC. She's going to be talking all things 90-day fiancé K-1 visa process with us, long-distance relationships, how much does it really cost, how long it actually takes, if people can just call up uh, UCSIS and say, hey, by the way, this person's a terrible person, and all of a sudden they delay your 
your green card renewal uh, if they can just uh, sponsor people when they don't have enough money, uh, if Angela can actually take back the green card or the visa application, like all the things that they talk about on the show that some of it doesn't make sense. Um, April is going to... 100% talk us through that. Plus, she's a 90-day fiancé fan. She's here right now uh, in the live chat. Definitely go hit her up on her page uh, and come see her. And come see us tomorrow. 6 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. What? I don't know what's wrong with me. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm, t- I'm stuck on Ed, you guys. I was really traumatized by that whole situation. I really did not need to see him naked. And I and the way he came out, okay, I'm just gonna say it. The way he came out, like, okay, okay, I'm just gonna say it. Y'all forced me. Y'all forced me there. The way he came out, he came out like he okay. I keep saying okay because it just sounds so bad, but I'm trying to make a point. He came out like he's six foot two. And you know when you have that six foot two big baby leg energy, right? You can walk in and like take the room and and people will be like, oh, because you got that big baby foot energy and you have it because you have it. He walked in like that, but then when they were blurring the screen, the screen was like blurred like this much. I had to be like, are they blurring the screen? <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Is that? Oh, you're blur. Oh, you're blurring the screen. I love you guys. See y'all tomorrow. Bye for now.